Welcome to Tech London, a show featuring interviews with London's top creative entrepreneurs, startups, investors, design agencies, internet marketers, and freelancers that make up the Tech London online community, which mostly lives on the Slack instant messaging platform. We rotate through both hosts and guests for these interviews, so you have the chance to hear from multiple perspectives on London's tech scene. Hello, folks. Welcome to another Tech London podcast. And today in our virtual studio, we have uh, Christelle. Um, is it, I always say it wrong. Is it Christelle or Christelle? Or? <laughs> it's Christelle, as my mother would, would say it. If you're in southeast London, uh, the accent then sort of covers over, becomes Crystal. So I'll answer to anything. <laughs> Yeah, I, I can't. I can't pronounce my wife's name properly, which is a bit of an issue in our relationship. Um, so, I always, I always mess that up. So, um, Christelle, what are you known for, and what would you like to be known for? Um, I'm known for PR and marketing support for small business owners and SMEs. Uh, more so, I used to work in agency many moons ago, uh, sort of twenty years ago, working on brands um, and what I discovered there was that there was a lot of time, money, and energy being wasted on some things in terms of PR activity that when you're looking at how to build your brand how to step up and be your own leader um, I wanted to help business owners directly so when I started working I founded KV Communications um, 10 years ago now wow um, and I really focused in and narrowed in just trying to help support and nurture business owners who I know are completely frazzled, overwhelmed with marketing choices and probably not having a clue how PR works and how to maximise its its impact. And um, I just wanted to help provide my own style of, of, of support, really, as opposed to agency, you must work with me on a retainer. It was like, right, how can we more be more flexible? Um, how can we make sure that you know what you're spending your money on and giving you that confidence um, and actually that strategy which is also the, the really key element to this all um, is, is giving them clear direction as to how to build their brand how to communicate that messaging across their comms um, and through their networks and their communities that that because that, that's one of the that's, in fact that's the only reason i got you here today is because <laughs> I, increasingly um so when people when people ask me about pr i always manage to sidestep it because i'm like the email content podcast guy when it comes to that and i've i've just always given pr a wide berth and in a lot of projects we're doing now and and like with jacks i work with uh, we have more reasons to be entertaining pr and, and i'm not just saying this to be cute listeners uh, you know I, I really don't have any idea about it um because it has you, you said you've been doing this for like 20 years so that was like post social media pre-social media sorry yeah. um in, I, I wouldn't really know how to function in that era um what 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 has, what has changed and what are the what are the current kind of because it's, it's always like oh it's like a it's a hole you throw money down and there's yeah. like the off chance that um your mate who you've hired knows someone who knows someone who's on, who can get you on the front page of the guardian. And then that happens. And then what happens? It's like, how does it work nowadays? And I just, I know loads of people have don't know what they're doing with this. Well, I'll tell you what hasn't changed, Bernie, is that a lot of people don't really understand what PR is, as you've just said. Um, they don't understand the cost because they don't know how to measure it. And it, the reason why that has been such a problem in terms of out of all of the marketing activity that you can do, um, you know, PR is about 
relationships and it's about reputation. So how do you measure that um, ultimately? And we all heard how powerful word of mouth is. A lot of people think that PR is this other thing in terms to do with media relations, but it's so much broader. And I think that's where everyone has sort of either missed a beat um, or they're doing it themselves and they just don't realise. And a lot of the times, uh, you know, people will hire a PR because of media relations that's what they want and you know that's that's not wrong I think 94% of PR pros like do some form of uh, media relations because I was sort of looking at the state of PR like in 2021 and there was a survey by Muckrack that basically surveyed like 1600 PR professionals and it was really interesting to see because we wanted to see the difference and so you know to see that all of us are still doing some sort of form of media relations it's not going away anywhere but what I found really interesting is that I'm doing more and more strategy work because I kind of see it as your eagle's eye like you're looking above if you talk about reputation and you know how damaging bad reputation can be and the way that I explain it is that you know with marketing and social you're out there and you're you're, you're essentially broadcasting or you're advertising yourself in some way form or another but the trick with PR is to get other people talking about you when you're not in the room and sort of making sure what they're saying about you is positive um and so really I feel that the majority of people think well what's the value in that I need to make sure that you know I I'm I'm driving sales I'm actually you know sort of increasing social media figures um so I'm going to do that sort of activity but they don't realize that it's linked so for me, it's you know we've got so many more ways of communication um, and and getting across that that message of what your company is, what it stands for. It's making sure that throughout your comms, whatever you may be doing, you are communicating that. And um, I look at it is that you know as every business owner, you have almost five spheres of of uh, I would call sort of like five audiences or five spheres of influence. So you'll always have like the inner sphere will always be your your close connects, your teams, your friends, your family, whoever might be talking about you, supporting about you, making sure that they understand what it is that you do, what it is that you want to achieve or what it is that your services or products will do. And then you've got like community, like whatever communities you're in, it could be local community, it could be sort of um uh, community and networks that you're working within could be industry was the third that I look at you look at shareholders and investors they also sort of have an impact on, on what you need to communicate about what you're doing how well you're doing but then also you've got media relations and external so you've got um sort of like partnerships and like journalists that want to really amplify that messaging across to to where you need to be um, and so you've got all of these different audiences like where you need to be really strong and clear about who you are, what you do, what you deliver, so that when somebody thinks, oh, I've got to think of Bernie, I, I think of you with podcasts, you know, <laughs> hence we're on your podcast. But for me, you're my go-to. So that's the whole point is how do we make you the go-to? And it's where you're communicating that. And I just find it really interesting because um, the way that PR has changed over the years is that, you know, again, I was working pre-digital, so we only had like five main newspapers. Um, and and that, a desk phone. Yeah, and a, def, and a fax, would you believe, um, you know, sending that information. And I'll always remember at uni, just before I started, my media um, 
as sort of tutor term around the, in, the internet may impact how we work <laughs> going forwards and it couldn't have changed it any you know in a way for the better because um what's happened is that whereas a lot of marketing i think um a lot of agencies just wanted to say that they did everything um you know so you'd see an agency that will say well we're also doing social media we're also doing pr and we're also doing strategy um we're also doing advertising and they're swallowing up as much as they can but actually it's it's finding the experts to pull together your team to make sure as well you know if, if one house can do it that is amazing that is truly amazing but um you know there's so many nuances in terms of um making sure that we're joining the dots as it were so you could have the best website in the world absolutely but um it, it or the best piece of coverage but if that website isn't working it, it just there's a kink in the chain there you know and it's a broken link um and i've i've done this we were just talking about this earlier but i now look at it as when i when a client comes to me i'm looking at the whole process i'm looking at okay so even if you did want media relations how do they connect? Like, where are we, where, where, where are we going back to? And actually, again, what I found really interesting was that, um, you know, we're, we're reporting more and more on website impact. Or if the client isn't aware of it, I'm asking them, I want to see what impact that PR coverage or that PR activity had on website lift, social media lift. Um, did it drive sales? Are we, you know, having an increase in, in inquiries? W- what is it that it's doing? And I'm making sure that that measurement is very much in line with to reflect what that activity objective is and what it is that we need you to do. So in a way, it's changed so much. But I think digital now um, has helped us put some stats behind it to help people understand that you need the strategy you need to see right where are my audiences like you know what are the ones that we want to target and also where do we want to communicate so that they know us and then what do we need them to do and how do we then go and capture them so so with, with that when you're when you're like you know people listen to this uh, could be sitting in their co-working space around old street with a couple of laptops going right we've got this just got a bit of funding and and at that point um loads of people i've spoken to in the past are like say we need to get in front of as many people as we can and then and then people like you and me say so when you say people <laughs> what do you mean and they, they and, and it's very you know I've, I've had that myself it's like really frustrating it's like anyone that will give me some money because we we've only got so much runway left um where, where, where do where, where do people start you know, there, or what would your recommendation? And obviously like everything's, you know, depends on whether they're selling soap or apps or, uh, you know, experience days, but what's one of the first things you should make sure you have in place in a PR, assuming you have a website, you know, in a, in a PR realm. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's, it's understanding your audience that will never go away. You know, that will ne- who, who's your key buyer? A lot of people don't do this. They seem to, they tend to launch or, or go, go into some PR activity. And this is my sort of hair pulling moment is that they don't know enough about, they're not clear about themselves or their proposition. This is where branding comes in, you know, and I don't mean a pretty logo. <laughs> I mean, actually. That was my next question. So yeah. sail into that because um, <laughs> let's get the brand right. And then like a year later. Um, Man alive. Um, yeah, we, we see it too often. And again, you know, this is where a lot of people spend a lot of money. They haven't done it properly at all. But this is, 
this is at the crux of what I do because whenever I try and work with clients and they haven't done this process, it's always so hard. It's so much harder. But you look at the brand, you look at that value proposition, and you know we talked about like before this 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 podcast. But you know Simon Sinek's why, like what it is that you're trying to do. What is that belief, that common belief? Because it is that no like trust factor, and you're going to sh- if you share those values with with that brand, then you know we've we've seen it, we've seen it like over the past eighteen months. You know we've seen those smaller businesses do incredibly well because community was at the heart of what they did, and all of a sudden they cared about the community when it mattered. You know when when everyone's sort of thinking about themselves, it's like wow, you know this this is what this shop is doing or this this company's doing or this you know business is doing and all of a sudden we want to work with those people not because you know for any other reason but it's got shared value and for me it's it's during those times that you're being tested because you look at um sort of your brand values and and this is the foundation of who you are and what you do and if you're able to communicate that you're going to be tested along the way. Like it's just going to happen. And this is where, again, the PR head comes in and you've got issues management, you've got crisis PR, and it might not even be your fault. If it is your fault, then, you know, you weren't you weren't true to those values in the first place or you were just downright lying. <laughs> but for me, it's, it's making sure that when it hits the fan, you know, people know that, you know, you, they'll forgive They'll forgive a mistake rather than a lie, if you know what I mean. So, again, when you're looking at that branding and you're looking at who you are, what you're doing and how you're communicating that, how you're showing up, you're stepping up to be a leader. You know, whatever it it is you're doing, this is why I think branding and how you communicate that through your marketing and your PR and your comms, it steps you up to be a leader. And actually, you know, everyone tries to jump ahead. If you're doing it in in the spheres that I talked about, Instead of trying to jump ahead and just get that media relations and that double page spread and it's all going to change everything, you will find that those journalists will come to you. So, so let me let me shout out here before we move go too far. Is that I want to jump back to the, the values thing? Is um, who who would you like if you arrived at you know Megatech who've just started? Um, how do they come up with their their values? Because I have, I've, I fall out with people all the time about this. They're like, "Oh, well, like, we should, we should just copy some off the internet, or the marketing department should do them, or you know, you know, loads of different ways." But like that kind of vision and values thing, and I'm certainly not suggesting people spend six months on a mountain top in Brazil coming up with them, because I don't think that's a good use of time, as fun as it may be. But where, where, where do you find those? You know, this is why I love working with business owners because. You know, it's why they started. It's inherently inside of them. Like, what was it that they were trying to do? And a lot of them, I mean, we all know this. A lot of people are in business because, you know, it's like, right, I can see it as the next you know, big thing and we've just got to push forward. Then that isn't a value-driven business. So accept it, you know. Um, but there'll be a reason you're doing what you're doing. Um, and I'm just going to take an advice, you know, the – the example that of the businesses that I work with because I see it and I recognize it and I, I want to work with them because I'm inspired by them but a lot of them like even if you're a tech company um, and I had this with a client I absolutely adored what they were doing because um, <clears throat> as it turns out you know they'd worked in the hospitality industry and 
they saw how hard it was for sort of chefs to go out there and start their own business. So it's like, right, how do we help them make the side income to build up their audience and actually make some money? So they did a direct like chef to consumer, you know, uh, chef at home service tech platform. And the whole point was that it's super easy. You go on the platform and you uh, sort of key in like what you want and it matches you up with a chef in your area and from everything to um, enthusiastic cook right up to like Michelin star chef um, if there's one in your area and it was amazing and but I asked them I said like what it is what is it that why are you doing this and it's like because I love the chef community and I really want them to succeed and I find it criminal that you know you have to be you have to be um you have to have all of this money up front and what if you fail whereas you can do it in a, in a much more um progressive way a much more creative way and flexible way and all of a sudden you've really understood that he cared for that community and I think community for him was was really key and that was one of his key values you know and I think that supportive community drive that they had as, as a company it was just so apparent in what they did and it was easier then I mean when I talk to and, and again that's 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 a platform you know it's a tech platform and and there'll be a reason why you're doing something because a lot of these apps are trying to solve a problem well what is the problem they're trying to solve and why is it important to you talk about that talk about those values bring it up front make it relevant to that consumer it's not about you and you trying to find the next best thing it's how you're trying to solve a problem or deal with an issue yeah just before we go what is the because this is how we ended up doing this podcast which we haven't talked about is is that kind of i know the the advantage of having a community or an audience like built something in copy blogger that i've followed for years and years um is about building building your audience and rather than trying to find people to sell to, and there's a, there's a thing about, um, and, and Rob Fitzpatrick here. Do you know, do you know this book called um, The Mum Test? No, I've not heard this one. He, he, Adding that one to my list. <laughs> it's 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 I know it's it's a must. I hate saying it. it's a must read for any startup. So basically, he says you know, and you alluded to this earlier. It's like people don't know their audience or their target market enough. And he gives an example, but we'll put a link in the show notes to the YouTube video about this. Um, so he, he puts, he, he gives the example is you, you go to your mum and say, Oh, you've got an iPad. Do you want a recipe app? And she likes you. And she says, Oh yes, that'd be great. But then when you dig a bit harder, it's like, so mum, I know you have an iPad. Where do you get your recipes from? And she goes, Oh, well, you know, I, I don't really get any recipes anymore. I just swap recipes with my friends. Um, you know, I've got a lot of cookbooks and at my age, I'm not really looking for another lasagna recipe. And it's like, so, so what do you do on your iPad? And she goes, Oh, I just do email and look at Facebook. So, um, do you, do you research on it? No, no, I don't research on it. I read newspapers. And then you find out how she actually uses the iPad. So you don't go and make a recipe app for your mother. And you know, a lot of companies like from Basecamp to Evernote have like made things that worked and then they've gone back to you know, their original thing of being like a note taker and a, and a project tool. Um, and it's, you know, it's very tempting to add things, add things into the picture that aren't needed because you, because you don't know what it is. But if you have an audience, you can, you can ask the audience if anyone remembers that TV show. Yeah. Um, so, so can you just finish on a bit about, I might've said it already by saying that actually, sorry, Christopher, but um, about building, building that community and audience rather than just like hammering people for sales. 
Oh, absolutely. And I think that's why, you know, one of the top like skills that PRs sort of like can deliver as well is, is helping with that social media content. Not so much, you know, like obviously there's social media uh, specialists and, and strategists, absolutely. But I think there is that tone in some of the posts that maybe, a, you know, even a social media can have a PR head on, on, on them. But like you say, it is making sure that, you know, you're using social media for like your testing, your researching, and you're asking the questions, not just broadcasting to them and building that community, making it fun and engaging. But also, you know, like again, we watch this with social. You know, a lot of people thought, oh, well, I'll just I'll just go on and post, and then they forgot all about the engagement. Um, and again, you know, these algorithms love the engagement, even as the companies have evolved, their their algorithms are making it harder for you to uh, broadcast. Um, but for me, with, you know, you've got social media following, you've got your networking, your groups. If, if you at first start to be there to build them up individually before you perhaps open up yours or if you're, you know, if you're able to, then it's great to open these things up and invite people. But they must know why. Um, but I, I genuinely believe that I'm a big fan of community. I'm a big fan of connection and what you're trying to do and what you're trying to achieve and getting them to um, work together. And, and like you say, it's, it's not asking for anything. So, you know, we've talked a lot about collaboration over competition. So when they're joining that community, they know that they're in a safe space. They know they have those shared values and you're not necessarily asking, you know, if you are selling something, then it's in balance with the value that you're giving within that community. That, that value needs to be up front. Um, and I think that's why you build that no like and truck trust factor that you can't you, you, you can't fake that. Um, and I think I, I think that's why it's so important to build those that community around you and, and pull them in because you have your website. Absolutely. But you also need to when you're attracting people in or whatever it is that, you know, if you have the app, your downloads or whatever you have, you have this gold content, uh, you have this gold audience but you have to do something with them and you have to develop, again, going back to PR, that relationship and building up your reputation um, for you to be that leader. That um, I think it was Bob Berg, which yes. is like, uh, you know, yeah. in, in you know, a lot of people listening to this, he, he that's like referencing Paul McCartney as a new musician. He said that like, you know, people will do business with people they know, like, and trust. And I've heard really, you know, old people and really new people just riff on that all the time. Yeah, I think um, I quote him on my website. I totally believe that. Yeah, it is. That, that, that's 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 always that's always happened. And the, the trust thing is like higher than ever after um, you know the way people relate to mainstream media, politicians, and how we've all come together in the uh, the pandemicness we've experienced. So where can where can we? We'll put some links in the show notes, but just shout out where people can find you online, Crystal. Yeah, sure. I mean, obviously, you've got the website kvcoms.com. I also do a weekly. Um, I'd call it a live stream um, going to YouTube, Facebook called Small Business Chat, where we talk about small business issues, really. It's like 30 minutes once a week, um, different themes, different guests. Um, and it's really designed to inspire and empower and sort of like help small business owners um, get from A to B. Um, and that is on YouTube. And yeah, you can find us on, on social, on all of the socials, which I shall provide links for. All the socials. Are you still clubhousing? I, I'm not anymore, actually. I've got to say, we were doing a great, um, a great hour session, um, but 
I think my, my love is small business chat. And actually it got to the point where I can't produce two shows, <laughs> two different platforms. It is so much work. And I always believe that I think there was a brilliant quote that I heard from a content um, expert. I think it was Phil Pan that introduced me to this. But he said, instead of being, you know, everywhere on like, instead of being on 10 platforms, be a rock star on three. And, you know, for me, it was like, I had to look at the audience that I was doing. I'm, I'm active on LinkedIn. And that to me was right. Uh, I really enjoy Clubhouse. I thought, I think it's a great, um, a great medium. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm on small business chat has my heart. <laughs> I had to, I had to, I had to not get involved in Clubhouse and in, um, in the co-working space of men in Ilford, they do a show every morning called, um, I think it's breakfast with winners. Oh, I see They're that. Yeah. 5,000 people come. So the other, like opposite my office, yeah. there's there's like four guys streaming to 5,000 people every weekday. It's like the Radio 1 breakfast show. And we have people we have people coming in here to like appear on it and stuff like that. It's, it's amazing. And um, I know it, it's a bit like living in Nashville when you like country music. But um, <laughs> that's it. Anyway, I've, I've started rapidly again. Thank you very much for your time and attention, folks. Um, go to techlondon.io and... Um, just give us a shout in the uh, in the Slack if there's anything, if you've got any great guests um, and anything you'd like to know, we're in there. Look for Bernie J. Mitchell. Um, thanks for your time today, Crystal. Thanks very much, Tech London. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to The Tech London Show. If you're interested in joining the community or even making an appearance on this show, make sure you join our Slack group over at techlondon.io. Till next time.